Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Phillies. You guys do anything interesting over the weekend? Oh, wait. The Phillies shut out the Braves in Atlanta. They take game one. What a performance by them. We're getting into everything that made it possible for the Phillies to take the upper hand in the NLDS and uh, Wheeler game tonight. The bullpen looks good. It's time to reset expectations as well for the series. We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yep, it's another episode of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. If you want to hear some of my other content, you can catch me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia, occasionally on the television side. I've been a credentialed Philadelphia Phillies media member for two seasons now. Uh, Very much appreciate you checking us out. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed from our friends over at (sighs) GameTime. What a darn game one for your Philadelphia Eagles. It was absolutely amazing. What they were able, Philadelphia Eagles, did I say that? Seriously? Philadelphia Phillies, my goodness. It was such a busy weekend in Philadelphia sports that I don't even know what team to be excited about. You're excited about all of them. And the Phillies, it's just like, it feels like it was such a flash. It feels like it was such a, uh, I, I don't even know. It wasn't an anomaly, but I just mean, it was Saturday night and it feels like it was ages ago. Because of just how incredible it felt. It felt like a a dream, honestly. What the Philadelphia Phillies did down in Atlanta to knock off the Atlanta Braves in game one of the NLDS. They go out there and they shut out the Atlanta Braves. The Philadelphia Phillies win 3-0. There's a lot to get into. But the most important thing that happened is the pitching effort. And it wasn't like game one or two of the NL wildcard series. No, this was a different mold altogether. There's a great article, if you're subscribed to The Athletic, uh, that you should go ahead and check out from Matt Gelb about Rob Thompson's decision-making heading into game one of the NLDS. It was absolutely 100% the plan to lift Ranger Suarez early. In fact, there was a contingency in the pregame planning that they could pull Ranger Suarez in the first inning. I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But the Phillies end up using not one, not two, three, four, five, six, seven different pitchers in this game, and all of them, each and every one of them, get the job done. Ranger Suarez went out there, and he gave you three and two-thirds of one hit ball. And when he was lifted from the game, I lost it. It It's like, it's a dumb decision He's only allowed one hit. You're letting the Braves up off the mat. He's shutting him out right now. He looks dominant. And I tell you what, I put out a tweet saying that I hate that decision from Rob Thompson and everything, but here's how I ended it. I said, he better be right. Okay. Well, he was. That's the key, right? Do I love the process? No. 
do I agree necessarily with the mentality? And if you go check out that athletic article, basically the idea was to play this like a do or die game, whatever you need to do to take game one because of the upper hand it gives you in the series. And they told everybody, but Rangers Suarez, everyone else knew. JT Ramuto knew, uh, the bullpen knew, the position players knew, Rob Thompson knew, all the coaches knew, but no one told Rangers Suarez to not mess with his mentality ahead of the game. And then they go ahead and they pull Rangers Suarez, and clearly you could tell he was upset. A lot of fans were upset because we didn't know the plan. But Rob Thompson had prepped his team for this, and that's the way you do it. Now, I used to get in this argument with my brother all the time, right? Because we played college baseball together, and we had a very rigid system for how the pitches were called. The pitches were called from the dugout, relayed to the catcher. The catcher would put down the sign, let us know what to throw. That was it. The call was coming directly from our head coach. And we're not major league baseball players. We're collegiate athletes. You listen to your head coach when the pitch gets called. A lot of guys on the team just, okay, threw the ball. Whatever they wanted, whatever spot they wanted. When I got out there, I shook off every once in a while. Not like every time. But I don't think a lot of people on the team were shaking off. And I know my brother wasn't because he got the call from the coach. And he was like, we're not supposed to shake off. Um, okay, I'm just going to throw it. And then he would get upset with the pitch decisions by the coaching staff. Here's the thing. The reason I shook off was because if I'm right, there's nothing they can say to me. If I shake off a pitch and I give up a home run on what I want to throw, I'm going to get screamed at. If I shake off a pitch and I get the guy out, they're not going to say a word to me. And that's kind of the thing with Rob Thompson, right? we saw him make a decision that scared us that we thought was the wrong one that we thought was short-sighted. It reminded a lot of people of the Zach Wheeler decision back in the world series last year. And there's one way it works out. If you end up winning the baseball game and the pitching staff is a big reason why you did that, you made the right decision, whether it looked like the right one at the time or not, whether you agree with the process or not, his thought process worked out for the Philadelphia Phillies and ended up in a shutout. I mean, here's how it happened. And Ranger Suarez goes three and two thirds. Then Jeff Hoffman comes in at a big spot, uh, gets the final out of that inning. Sir Anthony Dominguez works out of a jam with Austin Riley and Ronald Acuna Jr. being the guys you face. Like, that's insane. He's been rough this year. He was huge in game one. Jose Alvarado is a monster. He got an inning of one hit ball. Um, Ryan Kirkring, this kid is special. Ready for the moment all the time. He showed up and got in a big spot. He was in a two-run game against the Atlanta Braves on the road in the NLDS. This guy started the season in low A ball, and now he's up here, and he looked very, very good in eight-pitch inning. Then he went back out there for the next thing and didn't look great. It's his first time Major League Baseball sitting in the dugout for a little bit, having to go back out there. So Matt Strom comes in to relieve him, goes an inning, allows one hit, no runs, though, obviously, because we know already the Phillies win this game 3 to nothing. And Craig Kimbrell comes out, and he hammers the door shut. A 3 nothing victory. The Atlanta Braves are shut out at home. It took seven pitchers to do it for the Philadelphia Phillies. But, yes, it was a great, great win. And we've been focusing so much on the pitching because it's a 3 out shutout. But I'll tell you what, Strider didn't have his best day on the mound either. He went seven innings, sure, allowed five hits. But two runs, only one of them earns, but they should both be on him considering he threw a ball to the right field uh, wall, I guess, or the right field foul pole wall. I, I don't know. He threw the ball over the first base and set on a pickoff attempt. 
that was an error that caused a run to be unearned. He had eight Ks. That's going to happen for Spencer Strider. His number on sportsbooks uh, with FanDuel was eight and a half. So he was right on the number there. But Bryce Harper hit a ball 115 miles an hour off him. Kyle Schwarber's first swing of the game was a ball roped off the wall in the gap that literally everyone at the bar that I was watching I thought was out. So you touched up Strider a little bit, enough to go ahead and get you in a position you could win this game. And then A.J. Minter allows a run. It was just Great, great work there. Like, How could you not be excited about the Philadelphia Phillies? You go out and you win the Spencer Strider game for the Braves. You know they were prepping for the last, I don't know, two months to say in the NLDS, game one, at home, we know what happened last year. If we get the Phillies again, Strider's going to go out there. He's been dominant against them in the regular season. We need that game. And they didn't get it. And Ranger Suarez was lifted before he even got through four full innings. And the Phillies only scored three runs. And the Atlanta Braves juggernaut offense did absolutely nothing against the Philadelphia Phillies. The other thing, too, the one other thing I want to bring up, Trey Turner. What a play on a double play in the late innings to go ahead and get the Phillies out of a jam. The defense was outstanding. The offense got the job done. The pitching was next level. And that is how you shut out the Braves. You need to play a nearly perfect game. And the Philadelphia Phillies did that. They got after it. They did what they needed to do on Saturday. And they're up 1-0 in the series. But here's the question, right? Can Zach Wheeler make it 2-0? And the Phillies are going to take on the Braves later on tonight for game two. 6.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. And we know the matchup. It's Wheels Day. Can Zach Wheeler do what he did against the Miami Marlins, go down to Atlanta this time, and beat the Braves on the road with another strong pitching performance? Well, we're going to break down some numbers coming up and discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, though, let me tell you about my friends over at Game Time, okay? This is an insanely hard time of the year to go see Philadelphia sporting events. I'll just tell you honestly. Like, the Eagles are 5-0. and There's not going to be a ticket to that building that's not sold. Um, the Phillies are about to come back after this game tonight. There's a chance. If Zach Wheeler wins tonight, the Phillies are coming back with a chance to sweep the Braves on Wednesday at Citizens Bank Park. That is going to be the hardest ticket in America to come by on Wednesday. Um, there's a lot of tough tickets out there. And you shouldn't have to worry about – when you're buying tickets or how you're buying tickets or anything like that for the next big event you want to go to. No, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got great last-minute deals. It's super easy. Just a couple of taps and you'll be able to purchase your tickets. It's going right to your phone. You don't have to root through your email. You get pictures of your seats as you're going through and you're purchasing the ticket. You can say, okay, that's exactly what my view looks like and what my seats look like. And plus they got the game time guarantee where you're going to get credited 110% back on your ticket price. If you find tickets in the same row and section for less, how much more could you want? They got flash deals late. I could keep going. There's a lot of great features on game time that makes it amazing. But the key is great last minute tickets at a reasonable price guaranteed. And also, Guess what? Just because we love you here, Locked On Phillies and the Locked On Podcast Network, you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. 
and last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Well, you got that with game time. All right, game two, 6.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time down there in Atlanta tonight. The Phillies, you can listen to every pitch of their hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. The pitching matchup for tonight's game, Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed. We knew it was coming. We knew that Ranger Suarez was going to draw the tough assignment of facing Spencer Strider, and then you get Zach Wheeler against Max Freed. Now, Freed has been complaining recently, and not like complaining, but he's had a blister on his finger, and he went on the injured list a little bit to give that time to heal. He was pitching in the Braves, simulated the games they did to prepare for their series with the Phillies. He was pitching with a Band-Aid on that finger. He's now taking it off. He believes the finger is fully healed. You're getting normal Max Street. Max Street. I think I just combined Spencer Strider and Max Freed. Max Freed, you're getting the guy that was dominant this year at points for the Atlanta Braves. You're getting the guy who had a 2.55 ERA with an 8 and 1 win-loss record. 80 strikeouts and 113 whip. I mean, you're getting a guy that uh at home, let's see if I can find his splits here for home. Um uh, not just as a normal stats. I don't know why it doesn't have his splits. But anyway, he's very good everywhere. Max Streets a monster. I did it again. Why? I think I'm trying to say Max Struess. I'm combining a billion different sports on today's episode. Max Freed is a monster. He's very, very good. He's going to give you fits uh, as a hitter. Now, over the regular season, with injuries and dealing with everything like that, he only threw 77 two-thirds innings. But in those 77 innings, he struck out 80. He's not Spencer Strider with the strikeout, but he's going to strike some guys out. He allowed seven home runs in 77 and two-thirds innings. So he's a hard guy to hit out of the ballpark. Once every 11 innings, really, you're basically going to be able to hit a home run off him. Hopefully you feel that that's right. He does have a complete game shutout this year, so he can go deep into games. He's everything you want. On top of that, he's a lefty, which makes it tough for the Philadelphia Phillies. I'd imagine you're going to see Christian Pache out there in left field, Brandon Marsh with the night off tonight with a tough lefty on the mound and Max Reed. But Zach Wheeler is no slouch himself. I mean – 13 and 6 record, a 361 ERA, 212 strikeouts, and a 108 whip. He's been incredible. He's been even better than those numbers suggest he's been in the postseason. In the postseason, he's been outstanding. Through six and two thirds innings, five hits, one run, one earth. I mean, just monstrous performance against the uh, Miami Marlins with an eight strikeout number to go with that. If the Phillies are going to win this game, it's going to start with Zach Wheeler going deep. Yes, Rob Thompson's strategy worked out for game one, but you threw a lot of guys. It was Saturday, you had an off day, but still, you threw a lot of guys. And the Braves saw a lot of your bullpen guys. And that might come back to haunt you, I don't know, but that's something that you have to keep an eye on if you're Rob Thompson. The deeper you can get Wheeler into this game, you don't have to play this like a must-win now. Like, you're going to play this aggressively if you're Rob Thompson. He's already shown that's his key for the series. He's going to go out and treat these games like they're super important because there are, because they are. But even if you come back to Philadelphia tied at 1-1, you have two home games coming up with Nola and Suarez who already beat them and look dominant. Uh, I feel good about that. Game two is huge. This could be a huge turning point if Atlanta doesn't even the series here. All the pressure is on them tonight, by the way. There's... All pressure on the Atlanta Braves. They can't go into at home. 
they can't go back to Philadelphia facing two elimination games just to force a game five. Like they, they cannot afford to lose this game where their season is very close to over. So you're going to get the best possible effort from Max Freed and the 104 win Braves. You woke them up in game one and yeah, they're going to try and bounce back. But my point really is, is that you need Wheeler to go as deep as possible into this game. If he can get you six, good. Seven, great. Like, I'd be surprised if he gets eight because you're going to throw, like, Alvarado and Kimbrell to lock everything up because you feel good about them at that point. But you need, like, six or seven innings out of Zach Wheeler to save this bullpen in case the series goes deeper. And let's have a reminder, folks. I know this feels important. The Brave series, yes, this is what we've all been waiting for. How do the Phillies take on the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS? But if the Phillies win this series – they still got to win the championship series. They still got to win the World Series. The Phillies are hanging zero banners for knocking out the Braves in the NLDS if they indeed do that, and they're a long way away from doing that still. But you can't burn everything out just to try and knock off the Braves. you got to have some sense of like, okay, our starters need to go deeper so that we continue to save our bullpen relatively for future rounds if we do get there. So all of this has to be melded into one to figure that out. The other thing that you need uh, as far as looking at the expectations for game two, well, you, you're going to need some different guys to step up. Bryce Harper, a huge home run in game one, 115 miles an hour off the bat. He's unbelievable in October. He's great. Like, I don't know what other words to say about Bryce Harper. But Trey Turner didn't have his best day at the dish. Uh, Nick Castellanos hasn't had a that strong of a postseason. I, I mean, not bad. The Marlins series, everyone was kind of good, but like you need some of these righties to step up. JJ Ramuto went yard in the series against Miami. Maybe he could take Max Freed out of the yard. Like the righties are going to be the key against a tough lefty and Max uh, Max Freed in this game. I don't know why I can't get his name right. So guys like Johan Roas is going to have to look like he's more ready for the moment than what he was in game one. Uh, Nick Castellanos is going to have to be huge. Alec Bohm's going to have to be huge. JJ Muto is going to have to be huge. Uh, Bryson Stott, who's good against lefties, is going to have to help the lefties a little bit. And we're still waiting for our first shore bomb of the postseason. Can we get a lefty lefty shore bomb against Atlanta? Uh, maybe, but it's something that you look for from Zach Wheeler first. Get us good starting pitching because we believe we can scrape all uh, scrape across enough runs. But if we don't lock this offense down of Atlanta, we don't have a chance. So that's number one. But number two is the righties need to take advantage of Max Freed and continue to work the Atlanta Braves bullpen. Strider, for all of his struggles in game one, he went deep into the game. He threw deep enough into the game to save the bullpen. I mean, the guy threw seven innings even. A.J. Minter threw a third of an inning. Um, Iglesias closed it out, and then in between them, you had Pierce Johnson throw for just a little bit. Like, their bullpen's still fresh, and they didn't have a series before this. So the quicker you can chase free, the better chance you'll give yourself the rest of the way. But, man, you're playing with house money at this point. And coming up, we're going to talk about resetting expectations for this series and for the Philadelphia Phillies in general. Because when you have this huge emotional victory, like the Phillies had on Saturday night, the fan base gets all into it and everything. I want you to take a deep breath and really evaluate where this team is at. Don't get too far out over your skis and don't take this as too much of a warning. But with the game on Saturday night, 
now a full 36 hours, I guess, behind us and game two looming in just a little bit. We need to kind of reset the mindset uh, as we get back into watching the Phillies tonight. So I'll tell you exactly what I mean coming up as we continue Locked on Phillies. All right. So resetting the expectations. Number one thing is this. You're up 1-0. Here's what the mindset should be. You're playing with house money tonight against the Braves. If you win, it is amazing. You have a chance to basically put the Braves on the brink. Tonight, when you take them on 6.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the game down in Atlanta, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that up. If you win tonight, you have put the Braves to the brink, and they've got to come to Philadelphia in the toughest place to play, and they got to see Aaron Nola, and they got to try and beat him. And that is going to be very, very tough to do. And even if they do that, then they got to beat you again, and a third time in a row. Now that one's down at their place if you get the game five. But the road gets near impossible if the Phillies win tonight and the Braves lose. So that's the first thing. Tonight's still huge. But on the other hand, the goal coming into this series, it's always good to remember your overarching goals. The goal coming into this series was take one game in Atlanta. You don't need both. You just need to find a way to take one because then you can come back and you can take both of your games at home and you win the series just like you did last year. Already mission accomplished on that front. So that's a good thing. So I don't want if the Phillies lose tonight. If the Phillies were to go out and get smoked by like 50 tonight, you've accomplished what basically every fan wanted them to accomplish going down to Atlanta and taking a game. So I just I say that to give you a little bit of pause if you reach for criticism of the team tonight if it doesn't go the Phillies' way. you got to see the series as a whole. It'd be nice to get it done as quickly as possible. I'd love to eliminate the Braves and sweep them. That would be awesome. I'll lose my mind if that happens, but – it's important to keep proper expectations. And here's why it's also important to do that. Because this team you're playing, they don't all of a sudden stink. That shutout was anomalistic. It's the first time the Braves have been shut out at home this year. It's the first time in like 700-some days, actually. So uh, like multiple years almost that the Braves have been shut out at home. They have been a great offensive team for a while now. I don't see the Phillies continuing to shut them out throughout the NLDS. I don't. That would be awesome. Like, I'll lose it. We'll trash on Braves fans forever. By the way, speaking of trash on Braves fans, throwing trash on the field, loser thing to do. Like, I hate how Phillies fans get ripped all the time for stuff that we probably shouldn't even get ripped for. And Braves fans blatantly throw trash on the field for what was a call that his team was not really arguing, or their team was not really arguing. Like, a catcher's interference by J.T. Romuto, not – while he was catching, while he was batting, that forced him to run with the bases loaded to make it three to nothing. I mean, nobody argued it. Right off the bat, J.J. Romito reacted. Uh, I mean, you got a reaction from Sean Murphy, who was back there catching. You got a reaction from the home plate umpire, who clearly heard something. They reviewed it. We didn't get a good camera angle, but what do you like? Why do you think they reacted like that for no reason? You think J.J. Romito just made it up? Like it, it's dumb. And throwing trash on the field is just not not smart. I hope Blooper is the one that has to go out there and pick it all up. We're very anti-Blooper at the moment and probably forever now after beef with the Braves mascot. But anyway, just had to get into that and say, uh, Phillies fans, proud of you because the Braves being sore losers in uh, game one 
you love to see it. But going back to resetting expectations, they are still like they're not going to get shut out in the series. They're not. You're going to have tough games. You're going to have to battle. It's going to be stressful. You did not break the Braves. You had an anomalistic performance that really, really helped you out. And it's not like it was just random. Like, you earned it. The pitching was great. The managing was great. The decisions by Rob Thompson all worked out. The defense was awesome. Bryce Harper is awesome. Like, it was such a perfect game for the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm just saying that that's not typical against the Atlanta Braves. So you still have to be prepared for a fight and you have to be prepared for games to look different ways than what the first one looked. So resetting the expectations. Remember, before the series, you've already accomplished what you set out to do in Atlanta. If you get even more, great. If you don't, the sky isn't falling. The Braves, still a very good team. You have not knocked them off yet. You have not clinched anything yet. You have not won anything yet. You won game one of the NLDS. And going out there for game two, you have a chance to really, really put the Braves to the brink. And that's a great thing. But until that happens, like just temper your expectations a little bit. You could be excited. Absolutely. I'm screaming left and right. I'm so happy about where the Philadelphia Phillies are. But I think it's important to also always bring it back to that level where you're like, okay, we got two more to get here. Then we got more in the next series. That whole uh, however many more topper that they say after every game. That's a really good way to think about it because as big as a win was, there's still more wins out there to get. It's going to be a heck of a series. It's going to be awesome to watch. I imagine the Braves have a counterpunch in them. You'll have a chance to go ahead and check it out tonight, and you can see, like, are the Braves going to fight for this? I imagine they are. They're too good of a regular season team not to. And maybe the Phillies just have their number, and that would be awesome. But we're not out of the woods yet. It was a great game one celebrate enjoy it become 607 p.m tonight it's back to war against atlanta and blooper and those fans who threw trash on the field and the greatest offense maybe in the history of baseball but the phillies they showed game one they can shut it down great start excellent positioning to be in still work to do and it continues tonight that's all for today's episode of locked on phillies Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Really hope I'm wearing the victory shirt tomorrow for that episode. By the way, the reason I'm not wearing it today is because um, you like I'm only wearing it days after, like legitimately the day after. So I wore it on Sunday, uh, but the game was Saturday. So pushed an extra day. It's Monday now. But anyway. Hopefully I'm wearing it tomorrow and the Phillies will go ahead and knock off the Braves again. And you'll be set up to see a clincher on Wednesday, like a lot of good stuff. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the next episode of locked on Phillies.